Welcome to the Altrusion Grace Media Podcast. My name is Matthew Schmitz, and I'm your host. Altrusion Grace Media focuses on occult, esoteric, and spiritual texts narrated in creative audiobook fashion. Here you will also find my original musical works, which sometimes accompany the text. If you enjoy my work, please follow and like the podcast and possibly leave a comment if you so choose. Also, make sure to visit me on YouTube and Bandcamp and consider joining my Patreon. All these links and more, as well as the description of the show you're about to listen to, are in the show notes for this episode. Again, welcome, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Eunostos, the Blessed Narrated by Matthew Schmitz Eunostos, writing to those who are his Eunostos, the Blessed, to those who are his Greetings, I want you to know that all people born from the foundation of the world until now are of dust They have inquired about God, who He is, and what He is like, but they have not found Him. The wisest of people have speculated about truth on the basis of the order of the universe, but their speculation has missed truth. Philosophers voice three different opinions about the order of the universe, and they disagree with each other. Some of them say that the universe has governed itself. Others say that divine forethought has governed it and still others that fate has been in charge. All these opinions are wrong. Of the three opinions I have mentioned, none of them is true. Any life that comes from itself is empty, made by itself. Forethought is foolish. Fate is senseless. Whoever can avoid these three options I have mentioned, and come with another option to confess the God of truth and agree about everything concerning him, is immortal while living among mortal people. The One Who Is The One Who Is is ineffable. From the foundation of the world, no power, no authority, no creature, no nature has known the One Who Is. Only the One Who Is knows itself. The One Who Is is immortal, eternal, without birth. For whoever is born will die unconceived, without a beginning, for whoever has a beginning has an end, undominated, without a name, for whoever has a name has been fashioned by another, unnameable, with no human form, for whoever has a human form has been fashioned by another. The one who is has its own appearance, not like what we have received and seen, but an alien appearance that surpasses everything and is superior to everything in the universe. It looks everywhere and beholds itself, in itself. The One is infinite, incomprehensible, and constantly imperishable. The One is unequaled, immutably good, without fault, everlasting, blessed, unknowable, yet it knows itself. The One is immeasurable, untraceable, perfect, without defect. 
the one is blessed, imperishably, and is called the Father of all. The Beginning of the Manifestation of the One Who Is Before anything becomes visible among visible things, the majesty and the authorities that are in him, he grasps everything and nothing grasps him. He is all mind, thought, reflection, consideration, reason, and power, and all are equally powerful. These are the sources of all that is, and the entire generation, from first to last, was in the foreknowledge of the unconceived, for nothing had yet become visible. There are differences among the imperishable realms. Let us consider it like this. Everything from the perishable will perish, since it is from the perishable. Everything from the imperishable will not perish, but will become imperishable, since it is from the imperishable. Many people have gone astray because they did not know about this distinction. They have died. The Father, the Forefather, and the Kingless Generation This is enough. No one can argue with what I have said about the blessed, imperishable, true God. If anyone wishes to believe the words written here, that person will move from what is invisible to the end of what is visible, and this thought will teach how faith in what is invisible can be found in what is visible. This is a principle of knowledge. The Lord of all is properly addressed not as Father, but as Forefather. The Father is the beginning of what is visible, and the Lord is the Forefather without a beginning. The Forefather sees himself within himself as in a mirror, and his image appears as Father by himself, parent by himself, and reflection, because he reflects unconceived first existence. He is as old as the one before him, but not as powerful. Afterward, he revealed many other beings, just as old and powerful as he, who are self-conceived and reflective. Glorious and without number, they are designated the generation over whom there is no kingdom among the kingdoms that exist, and all the beings of the realm with no kingdom over it, a multitude in number, are designated the children of the unconceived father. The unknowable one is full of every imperishable glory and ineffable joy, and all these beings are at rest in him constantly rejoicing in ineffable joy over the unfading glory and unending praise never heard or known among the aeons and their worlds. Enough of this, or we may go on endlessly. The Immortal Human and Sophia Appear There is another principle of knowledge from the perspective of what is conceived. The first to appear before the universe in infinity is the one who grows by himself, the self-made father. He is full of bright, ineffable light. In the beginning he decided to turn his likeness into a great power, and at once the strength of that light appeared as an immortal, androgynous human. The male name of this human being is conceived perfect mind, and the female name is all-wise mother, Sophia. It is also said that she resembles her brother and companion. She is unchallenged truth. Here below, 
error lives with truth and challenges it. Through the immortal human, there first appeared a set of expressions, divinity and kingdom. The father, called the human father by himself, revealed this. He created an exalted aeon for his own majesty, and he gave him great authority. He ruled over all the created realms, and he created gods and archangels and angels, myriads without number, to serve him. Through this human there came divinity and kingdom. For that reason the human being was called God of gods and King of kings. The first human is faith, pistis for those who will come later. He has within himself a mind of his own, and thought appropriate to him, and reflection, consideration, reason, and power. All these attributes are perfect and immortal. They are equally imperishable, but not equally powerful. There is a difference among them, like the difference between father and son, and son and thought, and thought and what remains. The Pattern Among the Immortals As I said before about what was produced, the one is first, then the two, then the three, up to the tens. The tens dominate the hundreds, the hundreds dominate the thousands, the thousands dominate the ten thousands. This is the pattern among the immortals. The one and thought belong to the immortal human. Insights are for the tens, the hundreds are teachings, the thousands are counsels, and the ten thousands are powers. Those who come from exist with there, in every realm. In the beginning, thought and insights came from mind, and then teachings from insights, counsels from teachings, and power from counsels. After all the attributes, all that was revealed came from his powers. From what was created came what was fashioned. From what was fashioned came what was formed. From what was formed came what was named. The differences among what was conceived came from what was named, from beginning to end, by the power of all the eternal beings. The immortal human is full of all unfading glory and ineffable joy. His whole kingdom, and those never heard of or known in any of the aeons that came after them and their worlds, rejoice in everlasting joy. The Child of God and Sophia, Love, appear. After that, another power came from the immortal human, the self-perfected one who conceives. When his companion, Great Sophia, came together with him, he disclosed the first begotten androgyne, called the first begotten child of God. The female name of the child of God is first begotten Sophia, mother of the universe, whom some name love. The first begotten, with authority from his father, created an exalted eternal being for his own majesty, as well as angels, myriads without number, to serve him. The whole multitude of angels is designated the assembly of the holy, luminaries with no shadow. When they greet one another, their embraces become angels like themselves. The first conceiving father is called Adam, of light. The kingdom of the child of humanity is full of ineffable joy and eternal praise, 
those in the kingdom constantly rejoice in ineffable joy over their imperishable glory, which has never been heard and never been revealed to all the aeons that have come to be, and their worlds. The Savior, Pistis Sophia, and six spiritual beings appear. Then the child, the son of humanity, came together with his companion Sophia, and produced a bright androgynous light. The masculine name of the light is Savior, the one who conceives all, and the feminine name is Sophia, the one conceiving all. Some call her Pistis, Faith. The Savior came together with his companion Pistis, Sophia, and disclosed six androgynous spiritual beings who are similar to those who preceded them. These are their male names. First, unconceived. Second, self-conceived. Third, one who conceives. Fourth, first to conceive. Fifth, all-conceiving. Sixth, chief creator. These are the female names. First, all-wise Sophia. Second, all-mother Sophia. Third, all-conceiving Sophia. Fourth, first-conceiving Sophia. Fifth, love Sophia. Sixth, pistis Sophia. From the union of those I have mentioned, thoughts appeared in the existing eternal realms and from thoughts, reflections, from reflections, considerations, from considerations, reasoned statements, from reasoned statements, wills, from wills, words. More spiritual powers appear as symbols of time. The twelve powers I have discussed came together with each other, and each disclosed six males and six females, for a total of seventy-two powers. Each of the seventy-two, in turn, disclosed five spiritual powers, bringing the number to three hundred sixty powers. They are united in will. In this way, immortal humanity came to symbolize our realm. The first one to conceive, the son of immortal humanity, functions as a symbol of time. The Savior symbolizes the year. The twelve powers are symbols of the twelve months. The three hundred sixty powers who derive from the Savior stand for the three hundred sixty days of the year, and the angels who come from them and who are without number stand for the hours and moments. Eternal Realms Appear As soon as those whom I have discussed appeared, the all-conceiving one, their father, moved to create twelve eternal realms to serve the twelve angels. In each realm there were six heavens, and thus there are seventy-two heavens with the seventy-two powers who came from him. In each of the heavens there were five firmaments, for a total of three hundred sixty firmaments of the three hundred sixty powers who came from them. When the firmaments were completed, they were referred to as the three hundred sixty heavens, after the name of the heavens that existed before them, all of them are perfect and good. This is how the defect of femaleness became apparent. The first eternal realm is that of immortal humanity. The second eternal realm is that of the child of humanity, called the first one to conceive. 
The third is that of the offspring of the child of humanity, called the Savior. What holds these is the realm over which there is no kingdom, the realm of the eternal infinite God, the aeon of aeons of the immortals in it, the aeon above the eighth realm that appeared in chaos. The immortal human revealed realms, powers, and kingdoms, and gave authority to everyone who came from him to make whatever they wanted until the days above chaos. They came together with each other and disclosed every majesty, even from spirit and a multitude of lights, glorious and without number. The first, second, and third eternal realms were given names in the beginning, the first, the middle, and the perfect names. The first was called Unity and Rest. Each has its own name. The third realm was called Assembly, after the great multitude that appeared in the One who is many. So, when the many gather and experience unity, they are called the Assembly, from the Assembly that surpasses heaven. The Assembly of the Eighth Realm was shown to be androgynous and was given male and female names. The male part was called the Assembly and the female life, to indicate that from a female came life in all the realms. The Names of the Eternal Realms all come from above. All the names come from the original source. That is the one who came together with thought, and powers called gods appeared. From their considerations the gods revealed gods of gods, and from their consideration the gods of gods revealed lords of lords, and from their words the lords of lords revealed lords, and from their powers the lords revealed archangels and the archangels revealed angels, and from them came the ideas, with structure and form, for naming all the aeons and their worlds. All the immortals I have described, all of them, have authority from the power of the immortal human and his companion Sophia, who was called Silence. She was named Silence because she perfected her own majesty by reflecting without speaking, the imperishable beings had authority, and each established great kingdoms in all the immortal heavens and their firmaments, and thrones and temples, for their own majesty. The Eternal Realms Are Completed Some of these, in dwellings and chariots, were in ineffable glory, and could not be sent into any creature, and they produced for themselves hosts of angels, myriads without number, to serve and glorify them, as well as virgin spirits and ineffable lights. They are free of sickness and weakness. There is only will, and it comes to expression at once. Thus the eternal realms were completed, with their heavens and firmaments, for the glory of the immortal human and his companion Sophia. This is where the ideas were for all the realms and their worlds and those that were to follow to provide patterns for those who would resemble them in the heavens and worlds of chaos. All natures, from the immortal one, from the conceived one to the revelation in chaos, are in the light that shines with no shadow, but with ineffable joy and unspeakable praise. They continue to rejoice over their glory that never fades, and the state of rest that cannot be measured, which can neither be described nor conceived among all the realms, that have come to be, and their powers. This is enough. I have told you all this so that you might accept it, 
until one who does not need to be taught appears among you. That one will tell you all these things in joy and pure knowledge. Eunostos, the Blessed. <laughs>